Hi, and welcome to Be the Flagship with our podcast host, Jeff Parsons. This is where we tackle the day-to-day talent management challenges you face, particularly in hospice and small healthcare organizations. And now, over to our host. Take it away, Jeff. Hello, and welcome to Be the Flagship. I'm your podcast host, Jeff Parsons. And today, the topic is the fishbowl part one. Next week, we'll be doing the fishbowl part two, but this week, the fishbowl part one. And so what in the world do we mean by the fishbowl? Well, this is what we're going to do over the next couple of episodes is we're going to tell a story, right? And we want you to visualize uh, this fishbowl and and use the fishbowl as an analogy of your company culture. By the way, this is our Halloween episode, so how do you like our music? <laughs> I've mentioned previously that this podcast is focused on talent or employee-related issues that are particularly re- relevant for hospice and small health care. They're relevant for other organizations as well, but considering the challenges that small health care uh, are facing, right now. I wanted to focus talent issues on their impact on small health care in this country, uh, in this world, actually. I, I, don't, I doubt if it changes much uh, in other parts of the world. But that's the purpose of this podcast. And, you know, this is your opportunity, as I've mentioned before, to listen, to learn, and to laugh. And as you think about the story today, and as you begin to visualize some of the things we talk about today, I think you may chuckle because some of it may resonate, right, uh, with you and your personal circumstance and experience, either with past employers or current employers. You'll get it. Right? And, and that's the reason we're using the story today, uh, so that you have an opportunity to visualize. And when you visualize something, it makes it easier to get your arms around. It makes it easier for you to develop strategies that you can use uh, to help resolve you know, your issues internally. And today we're going to talk about the issues. We're going to point out some of the, the challenges uh, within this episode. And then next week, in part two, we'll begin to discuss some solutions, some things that you can do differently, perhaps, uh, to make things better within your workforce. So, do you have a visual of the fishbowl? Can you imagine it nice and clean and pristine, and the fish are all happy, and they're all sticking around, and, and they're all doing tricks and jumping around in the fishbowl, and... Uh, I mean, can, can't you imagine that? Can you imagine the dirty fishbowl? Have you ever worked in a dirty fishbowl where the corporate culture is toxic, where you have a decreased level of employee disengagement, where you have poor performance, where you have lower morale, where you have uh, leaders who do not exemplify those core values that you have in a plaque on the wall somewhere, right? And where you have employees throwing other employees under the bus, right? And, and can you picture it? Can you picture fish getting tired of swimming in a dirty fishbowl and leaping out of that fishbowl and joining a clean fishbowl? Can you picture it? <laughs> 
So let's talk about the fishbowl. Let's talk about the components of the fishbowl. And for those who have a more structured thinking process and think, uh, well, it has to be step one, step two, step three to keep a clean fishbowl, that's not the way it works. Uh, Think of the components of the fishbowl as pieces of a puzzle. So think about having this puzzle box sitting on the table in front of you. What do you do when you have a a box with puzzle pieces? Well, you you open up the box, right? And then you take a piece, right? And everyone's just a little bit different on which piece they use first. And then they begin to build that puzzle around that puzzle piece. And so think of the components of company culture in the fishbowl, if you will, as that box of puzzle pieces. And and so you can start anywhere, but some places are better than others to start, right? And, and we'll talk about that, especially next week uh, when we begin to talk about some solutions and some remedies. Uh, we'll talk about some of the better places to start if you want to clean up your fishbowl. Uh, but today we're going to focus on some of the components uh, of a fishbowl. Your hiring process the manner in which you select and hire new fish, right? And the type of fish that you hire, your leadership within the organization, your leader's approach uh, within the organization. You know, you can take the same set of leadership skills and you can lead a group of people in the right direction or you can lead a group of people over a cliff. So, Again, your leadership approach, how much credibility do your leaders have within the workforce? Are they a positive force in your workforce, a positive force, or do they have a negative impact on employee engagement, performance, and retention? You know, it seems counterintuitive, right? You certainly want your leaders to have a positive impact, but sometimes we as senior leaders reward our leaders for the wrong things, right? And and so you can lead a group of people over a cliff. So your leadership approach is one of those puzzle pieces. Your onboarding and training of new fish, what's the process for that? Are you connecting with, with your new fish when you hire them as soon as you can? What about your policies and your procedures? Do your policies and procedures support maintenance of a clean fishbowl. I've seen organizations uh, that had policies and procedures that were destructive, that had a negative impact on employee morale and even on employee performance. It discouraged good performance, if you can believe that. What about your unwritten rules? Every organization has your written rules, your policies and your procedures, and they have unwritten rules, right? Uh, And so do your unwritten rules support the maintenance of a clean fish bowl, or do your unwritten rules actually dirty the fish bowl? What about the level of emotional intelligence within your organization? Last week we did an episode on emotional intelligence. So what's your EQ level within the organization starting at the top and working down, especially through your leadership team? What's that level of emotional intelligence? Can can your leaders self-regulate their emotions? Can they control their emotions or do their emotions get the best of them 
And then that has a detrimental effect on the fishbowl, and it dirties up the fishbowl, right? Um, so are your leaders adept at creating a vision that people can buy into and aligning your organization around the mission? Why are we here and what are we supposed to be doing? And especially within healthcare, right? And do your senior leaders create support and demonstrate the core values uh, that that the leadership team have supposedly bought into, right? And so these are all puzzle pieces in that box. These are all components of that culture uh, and in that fishbowl. And if you do those things well, you will keep your fishbowl clean. The water will be clean. The fish will be healthy. Um, they'll want to stay, right? If you don't treat these components, if you don't have good effective processes in place, then you're going to dirty up the fishbowl. And we can blame a lot of people for dirtying up the fishbowl, but it always starts at the top. And if you're a fish, who wants to swim around in a dirty fishbowl, right? You can't see. You can't see outside the fishbowl. You can't see how lovely the world is. All you can see is what? dirt. And so we don't want that, right? We want to maintain a, a, a clean fishbowl. So let's take a break and then we'll come back to episode nine, the fishbowl part one. Are you in need of interim HR support? Would you like to transition your performance management process to a performance development process? Are you interested in implementing a robust succession planning process to create an internal talent pipeline? Need a wage survey or an employee satisfaction survey? We have over 30 years of HR and talent management expertise. Let Flagship Talent Solutions help you today. To learn more, contact Jeff Parsons by email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or by phone at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. Okay, we're back. Where do we leave off? We talked about the puzzle pieces in the box, right? We talked about those components of a fishbowl. Think about it as the water in the fishbowl, right? Uh, and the fish. So what do you have in, in the fishbowl? You have fish, you have water. The water supports the life of the fish, right? And so uh, in our example, we have employees and we have other things that support the life of those employees within the organization and supports their success. And we mentioned things like your selection and hiring processes, your leadership approach, onboarding, training, policies, procedures, your unwritten rules, the level of EQ within your organization, senior leadership's ability to create an effective vision, mission, core values. Uh, do you hold your leaders accountable? Do they hold their employees accountable? What are your rewards and recognition processes? What about communication? What's your approach to communicating internally with your employees and externally with your uh, key stakeholders? What about performance standards? Do you have performance standards? And if you do have performance standards, do you hold people to them? You know that you can draw that bar, that performance expectation bar, anywhere you want to. However, you're really holding the organization to account for the lowest performer in your group, regardless of whether they're meeting that bar or not. If they're below that bar, 
and nothing happens to that employee, guess what you've done? You've lowered the bar, right? And so performance standards are really important, but even more important is holding people to those standards. Uh, your approach to change, uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a few weeks, we'll do an episode on change, and change is not a four-letter word, but all of small health care is going through significant change right now. How do you handle change within your organization? Do you just come up with an idea and throw it over the fence and walk away and expect, and expect it to happen, all right? No, that's, you know, when you walk into an organization, when you say, go do this, and you throw it over the fence to HR to lead it or to finance to lead it or to operations to lead it, you walk away expecting it to be done, and then you come back and it's not done, and you make a lot of noise, you get really angry, your emotions get the best of you, you can't self-regulate, so you scream, yell, curse at people, kick over chairs, and then storm out right? That's called the seagull manager. So what happens with the seagull manager? They fly in, they make a lot of noise, they crap on a lot of people, and they fly back off, right? No one wants to be managed like that. No one wants to have a seagull manager, right? It's no fun, right? What happens when you see the seagull manager fly in? People duck and get out of the way, Right. And so that's not a fun way to be managed. But that's what happens oftentimes within an organization when the leader announces we're going to make this change and then walks away and gets upset when they come back and nothing has really changed. So, again, next week we'll talk about how to do a better job in change. But what's your approach to change? What's your approach to a diverse Workforce? Do you encourage diversity uh, and inclusion? Do you do you seek out different ideas? Do you seek out different perspectives? Uh, so, what's your approach there? How about teams? What's your approach in developing teams, uh, or do you develop teams? Uh, you know, well, you know, there's no I in team, Jeff. That's not true. I disagree. There is all a team is is a group of eyes who've agreed to work together, right? So they have this group of eyes, and this leader has to step in, and this leader has to do what? They have, they have to take that group of eyes and create a strong, cohesive, high-performing team. So is that happening in your organization? Or are your teams divisive? Do they create division within your organization? Do they throw other teams under the bus? Hey, it's not me, it's operations. Or, hey, it's, it's, and if you're in operations, it's not me, it's HR, or, or it's, it's finance. Are we always trying to find someone else to toss a rock at rather than looking in the mirror and saying, I own this, and even if our group is not solely responsible, I will take ownership that we had some responsibility and let's find a way to work together to solve the problem rather than bickering and throwing rocks at one another. And if you're a manager, if you're a leader, and you say, my team, who are you referring to? Are you referring to you and that group of people who report to you? Or are you referring to your organization? Sometimes leaders get really 
micro-focused on my team as me and my group of people. And what happens then? Well, anytime anything happens that's distasteful for that leader, what do they do? Well, you know how they are. Right? It, it wasn't my idea. It was, op- you know, you know how they are over in the corporate office, right? You know how they are. It becomes an us versus them when your team is just me and the people who report to me rather than we as a collective organization, we're a team. And my group of people are key contributors to our team's performance. And we have specific duties and responsibilities as a part of that bigger team, right? And and then it's rather than saying they, then your approach when you're talking to employees about change, when you're working through your communication processes, is not us versus them. It's not they. It's what? It's this is what we have decided. This is why it's important. And this is why we're going to work hard to make this change successful. And so what's your approach within your organization uh, when it comes to change management? Are you a change manager in the organization? Do you have a bunch of change managers in your organization? Or are you a change leader? Do you promote change leadership? Do you have a, uh, a group of change leaders within your organization? And so all of those things are those puzzle pieces. They're all the pieces, pieces of uh, puzzle pieces in the box, right? And so you can pick one because they all interrelate just like puzzle pieces. They all fit together. And when you do everything really well, it makes for a very beautiful puzzle picture. It paints the picture of a clean fishbowl right? Beautiful fish fly, uh, floating around. No, no fish uh, is floating belly up. You know, they're all alive. They're all healthy. They're being fed regularly. They're all happy and smiley little fish. They get along well. No one's jumping out of the bowl and going to another fish bowl, right? That's a clean fish bowl. All right. So we'll come back to this in just a minute after this break. At Flagship Talent, we work with our clients to find and place the right talent. What do we mean by the right talent? We mean we find talent who will commit to your organizational goals and align with your values and behavior expectations. Talent who will perform to your expectations. Talent who will stay and grow with your organization. How are we different from our competitors? We offer the lowest fee structure in the industry. We offer the best talent guarantee in the industry. We provide selection and interviewing support to our clients at no additional fee. We want to save you money, deliver high-quality talent, become an extension of your organization, and be your preferred provider of talent acquisition solutions. To learn more, contact Jeff Parsons by email at jeff at flagshiptalent.com or by phone at 1-800-530-4189, extension 101. Okay, so in honor of Episode 9's topic, The Fishbowl, I have a fish joke for you. It's time to laugh. So a shark is teaching his kid, you know, junior shark, how to hunt and eat humans. He says, look, son, first you swim full speed at the human, but at the last second, you turn away. Then you swim at him again, full speed, but again, at the last second, you swim away. 
Then you can go back and eat the human. The shark's son looked confused and asked, But Dad, why don't we just go and eat the human the first time? (laughs) The dad shark replies, Well, you can, but they taste better if you scare the crap out of them first. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to you joining us again next week where we begin to talk about some of the solutions and how you can keep a clean fishbowl. Until next time, goodbye. Oh, and happy Halloween and boo! (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Be the Flagship with Jeff Parsons. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did like it, please subscribe and share with others. Until next time, take the step to become the flagship in your marketplace.